yes indeed. It is our fourth preview, the uh, Panic Buy edition of the Sportsbed podcast. Joel Kane, Sean Amrod, have we stocked up on toilet paper, which seems to be the go here in Australia. Good morning. Oh, Jesus, don't get me started on those nuffies buying toilet paper. I was in the Brasco before, a public Brasco, and I thought... Are people knocking that paper off? Because it'd be only a matter of time, wouldn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like a gold have, rush. I don't have a spare to square situation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I went to, I thought I'm that, not at all worried about it. And yes. should I be worried about the fact that I'm not at all worried about it? I'm a bit lackadaisy about the whole thing. i tell you what I would be stocking up on, and I haven't done it yet, is Purell, the, that, that stuff. The, the, the antiseptic yes. stuff. Yes. But toilet paper is manufactured in Australia. Like mm. it, It'll be one of the last things to go. Mm. Wouldn't you stock up on... Like, I went to the supermarket yesterday. Eggs were slightly damp, but it was late at night, so I figured they just need to be restocked anyway. Yeah. All the food was intact. Wouldn't, mm. wouldn't that be the stuff yeah, that Yeah, give me goes? food. Give me food before tickets. But Are you worried at all? Not really. I'm not saying you shouldn't be, but I just... Yeah, I've, I've, I have wondered if maybe I'm being a touch blase, because yeah. I mean, when toilet paper's flying off the shelves, there's clearly <laughs> panic out there. Yeah. Um, I've got flights coming up. That That's the only yeah. thing that worries me. Wow. That's dollar, the dollar on its ass. Hey? The dollar's on its ass. Oh, that does. In, mm. No, not, con- not concerned about <laughs> Well, that. we've got about four months before I might head away. That, we've, got okay. it, we've got it through. But interest rates are down. But yeah. you can bet on interest rates on sports bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't get any lower. I, I knew they were going down yesterday because I checked, and they were $1.07 on sports bet to go down by 0.25. I was out. The sports bet people know. <laughs> the sports bet people know. Hey, we were talking about the racing off air. Yes. Alligator blood. Did you see that race? No, no, I didn't. Uh, Matt Hill's call, mm. right? So it's the people's horse now, isn't it? So, but he's so smart, and I don't think many people would have picked this up. But alligator blood, you'd know this is a poker term. Yeah, it's uh, John Malkovich in um, Rounders. Yeah, it talks about the the, the alligator. The kids got alligator blood. One of the great, one of yeah. the great accents. Of all time, yeah, not me no. doing that. No, 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 John no, no that, that, that was shocking. Which he but, brings yeah. back in um, uh, billions. Oh, he plays yes. a Russian oligarch, but it's clearly a Teddy KGB <laughs> knockoff. So they round the corner, and Maloney, the young young jockey Maloney, and he says Maloney's got a pocket full of aces. You know, like it, it, the reference to the poker term. I don't think many people in the call would have picked that up. No, but it, it's it wasn't that sort of. Just how you've described it, it wasn't that saccharine call. There's a guy, Jim Nance is one of the finest broadcasters yeah. in the world, but I get the sense that they're pre-written and, and he takes the pause so mm. he can have more effect, you know. on Which is okay. Mm. No? To a point. To He's a, a point. magnificent broadcaster, but this is just a little point. Oh, did you? Do you ever pre-plan lines? No. No, me neither. No. Don't laugh because of the... <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you no, laughing at, Short? Lines. No, no. No, go on. So I, I just don't believe you. Hey? I don't believe you. No, I believe you. I don't think I've heard you prepare anything. I think I've tried it a couple of times and it just doesn't, yeah, okay. doesn't work. But I heard a Matt Hill call. So funny enough, I was driving around on Saturday. Mudgee. What a beautiful town Mudgee is, great, by the way. Great country. They've got to have more NRL there, and I'll tell you why. Uh, because we all say more football in the country, but you put a game on in the country and the problem is... The grounds need work, i.e., um, you got to have you know scaffolding for, for television towers, mm. and there's not enough for corporates, and it's a reality. You need corporate support to, to make clubs go around. But then it, you know, just to put up the scaffolding and make it television it costs a couple of hundred grand, or, wow. or or to put the uh, 
temporary lighting in. You're mm. looking at a $200,000, $250,000 investment. You can't keep doing that. But Mudgee has all that. The ground is ready to get. You could plonk a game there every – I'm saying put a game there every week, but you could put a game there any time. All TV's got to do, like at Bank West, like anywhere else, turn up, rig it, and they're ready to go. The yes. lights the lights at television – so I'm saying Mudgee, a perfect country venue, perfect-sized town. Um, it was – you walk – basically, the game ended. Everyone walks into the middle of town. They have a big night. The town was pumping. It was a great night on Saturday. You find yourself at the local? Yes, at the Oriental. Who who was your wingman or wingwoman? Okay, so it was a few of the Fox people. Mm. So it was Lara, but she's pregnant, so she wasn't on the drink. It was Jess and her hubby. It was Lara's hubby as well. Mad Dragons fan. Mm. I did did a very nasty thing. He's a proper... Drag proper no, I've, I've seen I've seen some of his best work live. I'm not, yeah, he wouldn't have known, but I was in a I was in a box next to him at Cogger one night. So Anthony's his name. Love yeah, the good fella. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he you could see he was disappointed because they, they had a great first half against South mm. and then the South kids ran rough right over them in the mm. second half and he's gone All right, Dan, give me your honest assessment. And I thought because I I thought, Yep, nah, season's done, mate. It's all over. <laughs> And he's, you could just see the slump. Oh, no. I'm saying, no, 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 mate. <laughs> mate it's a trial. You don't know if they're heavy like, no. I, and then I had to spend the next hour talking you back. Mate, don't worry about it. It's a, mate, the first half, they were resilient. Next you know, he's back them for the comp. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, I didn't see the game. What did you honestly see out of it? Did you see anything out of it? Um, Latrell, I, let's start with that. Look, he had nice touches. He was great when they were on the attack because he chimed in out in the centres, basically, yeah. and his silky ball handling was great. Yeah. But he doesn't run it. Did he favour the left? Of course yeah, he, did. he did. Yeah, but he and look and and that's fine. Um, laid on a beautiful pass for Campbell Graham. That was before South had a single tackle laid on them. But he doesn't run it much from the back. Now, if Gagai and Graham pick mm. up the slack, that's fine. How was his kick reception? That's what I mean. Didn't yeah. didn't do it off. Okay. So he only had six runs in the first half, and then he didn't play in the second half. He was fine. He's a work in progress. He mm. still looks a touch heavy, but English used to look heavy in. So times. under over games at fullback, over twenty. I think it all depends on Wayne Bennett's <sighs> stubbornness. I, I'm going to say over twenty because remember Darren. I, I always go back to Darren Lockyer. Remember, he did not look like a 5'8", and Wayne Bennett said, no, I've made my decision, he's a 5'8", and of course he ended up becoming one of the greatest mm. five eights of our generation. Mm. So, it's interesting because they've got one man, they've got an odd man out situation. Alex Johnston. Alex Johnston. Mm. Well, he's too good not to be in the start, in the back well, five. Yeah, I don't he? know. I'd, you'd have to suggest that Latrell would probably stay there because they don't really have... Like I, mean, I know Johnson's played there in the past, but he's not—he's not the a first grade. He's got June for me. thirty written all over him somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Latrell was good with that being great. He, he had an air swing at a high ball, so he, he might need to do a little bit of work on that. But mm. I think he's, we all know he's good enough. He'll. I think he might be okay. If Josh Morris ends up at the Roosters, why wouldn't Alex Johnson end up at the Sharks? Well, don't they have mm. a salary cap problem? So if they get rid of uh, – yeah, I was reading somewhere they can only put on a minimum wage player. Um, I don't know how that works because if you're offloading a pretty well-paid player. Mm. Is Josh Morris a good buy for the Roosters? 
I, I love brothers playing together. Okay. I love brothers playing together, so I'd say yes. I'd say he is a good buyer because he's going to the Roosters. They don't make many poor purchases, do they? They love well, that they, they need reason. a centre. They do mm. need a yeah. centre. Mm. That's the one area where yeah. they're yeah. lacking. If you had to find a weakness, it would be it would be there. Joel, I think Crine will do Joel, you would have played job. some trials. Um, do you ever, as a player, if you got flogged, did you did it ever actually have an impact on no, your season? Because it's never the seventeen. It's never the seventeen for the eighty minutes. I um I just think the comp's so tough. I wouldn't play a trial. I, I dead set would only pl- use it for the younger blokes I'm looking at. I'd be more than happy enough. You've only got to make the top eight. I'd be more than happy enough to go in and fresh up. Okay. Mm. It's a long season, boys. It's a brutal season. I think you need one under your belt yeah. just to get the get the get the sting. Yeah, I'm not sure. What about nines? As a sort yeah, of... that's okay. But a lot of the younger kids play that anyway. I understand. Yeah, I understand. Mm. But do you really want them going in? I mean, what intra club trials? You got? Don't you have to have some form of body con? You but know, what do yeah. they do in the NFL? They don't. You know, they have exhibitions, but okay. So it's a four week exhibition series, mostly for the fringe players. The third game. <laughs> Is when the guns play, but they'll only play. It depends. Is it, it contact? Well, yeah, it's proper games. Proper games. Proper games. Okay. But they're going to. This is the NFL. They're so money hungry. Like every league, they're going to knock off an exhibition game and have an added regular season game. They're going to have a seventeen game season. Ah, uh, right. Doesn't make sense. No. Unless they have. Or you play half the comp. Is there 32 teams? 32? So no, that, that... no, no. It's a conference system. Oh, okay. But my point is nine home, eight away, or eight home, nine away. So I get the feeling going to have 16 international games. Magic round, 16. hello. Ah, there you go. <laughs> anyway, how did we get to NFL? But anyway, no, Matt Hill's court. Yes. So I'm just driving around, and I, you know, I'm not a massive racing guy. I don't look at forms. I don't, unless, I, unless it's February or, look, no, it is February, but I'm not doing anything or October. Uh, not interested. And I was flicking around. You know, it's like in a country town. You're flicking around mm. with the state. Anyway, I've landed on one of his calls. Hadn't seen a form. Didn't see a market. Had no interest in the race. And I just started listening. And it was the most captivating call because he has the fine art. And all our Metro callers, all our callers are outstanding, best in the world. But what I think sets him apart is I knew, I could paint a picture in my mind of every horse, where they were, and every Metro cooler does that, but also how they were travelling. Yep. And I, I, you, it was just that extra level of detail, and he wouldn't hit on the same horses every run through. So it might have been a 1,600-metre race. So what did he go through about four times before the final run? I got a sense of every horse and how they were travelling between the start and the final, and about 400 to go. And I thought, wow, that's, he just, it's the little touches. He's a gun. I I, um, I don't think there's a bigger fan of Greg Miles in the world than me. I was just, I love Greg Miles. And when Matt Hill took over the reins, rekindling would have been his first Melbourne Cup. And when he took over the reins for that spring carnival, I was so nervous for him. It was like, I don't even really know Matt Hill, but it was mm. like a son. I wanted him to do so well. He went through that first spring carnival and probably every spring carnival since. Cox Plate, Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup, without a mistake. It was just the most flawless, flawless calls. He is the most accurate broadcaster mm. in Australia in any sport. He, he does not make a mistake. Are you a racing guy, Sean? Uh, yeah, I mean, I am. I don't do – I don't sit there and do a form or anything, but I'll certainly tune in on Saturday and 
throw up the stumps. Mm. Mm. So, well, there you go. There you go, Matty Hill. What are the odds he listens to the Sports Bet podcast? Is he a Sydney boy? I know he's down in Melbourne, but isn't he a Sydney boy? Have I got that right? Yes. Uh, was he from Melbourne up to Sydney and then Not back sure. to Melbourne? Don't know. Because he went Not down sure. there to call the AFL. Anyway, good on you, case. Matty. Yeah, well done. He's now, that's the young. What about on the other end? I met the great Ken Sutcliffe. Well, I've met him before, but I had a good chat with Ken Sutcliffe. Mm. The man is Benjamin Button. <laughs> he looks better and better. It's unbelievable. Now, I don't, he, he's got a lovely tan, leathery skin, like good leathery skin. <laughs> his face was like an R.M. Williams belt, you know, yeah. just quality. And still, he's you know got the charm. The old sexy I'd love him out there, wouldn't they? Oh, mate. It's, you know, the seas part when Kay <laughs> Sutcliffe just walked. And he's a great spokesman for the yeah. town. Uh, but anyway, so um, there you go. The oh, great Kenny Sutcliffe. And he was asking for a gig. Who would you be if you could be anyone or, or live the life of any of our great broadcasters? Would it be Kenny? Would it be <coughs> Richie Benno? Yeah, Richie had a good setup because he had the. Did he have the vineyard over in uh, over in France, or was that just a twelfth man? Shut <laughs> <Yeah. I'm not laughs> over the floor. <laughs> Bill yeah. Laurie, that'd be handy. Oh. <laughs> well, the cricketers have got it, it, the the gun cricket callers have the endless summer. The travel, if you like the travel. Kenny used to do the. Wimbledon, geez, that'd be good. A couple of weeks in Wimbledon. Oh, I yeah. think he used to go a little bit earlier. Uh, he used to do the Masters as well. That's right. Yeah. I think I, I think I got to take Kenny. Kenny. Now I'd get bored rooting <laughs> rooting at serious... auto cube, but he did. He was hang on Widewater Sports Saturday afternoon. Mm. I think I'd have to take the Kenny Suckler. That's a pretty good life. There's a big man crush coming through here on. Oh, he's there. Oh, Kenny, yeah, oh, he's one of, of the greats. He and a, a little nice bit bloke. flustered. He's answered nice a diff- we ask him this question before running into Kenny. It's a different answer, isn't yeah. it? But he, yeah. he's, he's got this, uh, uh, what do they call it? A now, bot- you asked me and I said, I wouldn't do Kenny's life because I'd get bored reading the auto cue. That Ra- would be a great life. But have you got to take in the hypochondria? <laughs> oh, yes. That's what I mean. So, and then the fear, fear of flying. Yeah. Oh, mate, that's a miserable. I love you. I love Rabs. You know I love yeah, Rabs. Yeah. But that's a, that's a brutal way to live. I, I, I thought uh, Ian Craig, he was very cool. I used to love Ian Craig's oh. call. I used to love him more. I used to love him more than Johnny Tapp. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Tappy, but I was yeah. an Ian Craig man. I was an even Cra- Ian Craig man also. <laughs> well, oh. you, hang on, of all the sportscasters in the world, <laughs> straight, you're going to take Ian Craig. I loved life. Ian Craig. I reckon he would have had a great life. Back in the old days too, you know, like bopping around Sydney. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. Mate, I'm bopping around the world. I'm going to Augusta. I'm yeah. going to London, and you're going from fucking Warwick Farm to Canterbury to <laughs> Randwick. Go on, Sean. Play the game. Uh, what am I doing? Which broadcaster? I think I've got to go Richie. Richie. Back in the day, yeah. yeah. Pretty yeah. good life. Yeah, definitely. Pretty good life. Yeah. All right. Oh, Richie. Uh, Shall we do some football? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay. Uh, We're doing three teams in this podcast, Parramatta, Penrith, and South. And then the final podcast, uh, Dragons, Roosters, Wests, Tigers. Uh, I've discovered a new market. Uh, Jesus, you know... Here we go. The leader after five rounds. Oh. Fascinating little market because I found something. Is that a tie? Is that almost guaranteed to be a a tie? No, it would be on um, for and against on ladder position. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there'll okay. always be a winner unless we get the the scenario that we never talk about. No, that's right. Oh, same yeah. for and against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly the same point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
if it's the same for and against, i.e. plus minus, even if one team scored more, there there's always a tiebreaker. It goes to oh, you'd be done. Try score. You can't. Or, no, you'd have to. You know, score. it eventually goes to a toss the coin. That's in it, real it, football. No, in the, in the official rule book, I think to to yeah, that's like the eleventh variable mm. or something. Yeah, oh, please. Um, so happen. you're thinking uh, round five leader for who? Which team? I'll get to that. Yeah, I'll get to that. <laughs> I'll get to that. We start with Parramatta. Oh, the the there's always the glamour team in a preseason. That everyone, it's the it's like it's like tipping New Zealand for the Cricket World Cup. It just becomes the fashionable. Everyone tries to be clever and say this is the team. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. always do pretty well, New Zealand. Yeah. Parramatta seems to be everyone's favourite team coming in. Uh, Eleven dollars for the premiership. Five dollars to make the GF. Nine bucks for the minor premiership. Two dollars sixty for the top four. Dollar forty-five for the eight, two sixty to miss the eight. You can now bet on missing the top four. That's really only relevant to teams like the Roosters and yeah, yeah. they're not going to make it or Canberra. Least wins forty-one, halfway leader five fifty. Top New South Wales team in the minor premiership six fifty. Hmm, that's interesting. I like that. Yeah, I do too. And the over under is twelve and a half, which I'm guessing has been smashed. I'm guessing has been absolutely slaughtered. <laughs> In the market. Parramatta, before we get to your assessment, gentlemen, um, last year, a very good season. The Bankwest factor was um, enormous. They finished, as I, as you can hear me here, scrapping through my scrapbook, fifth. 14 and 10, fifth. Bankwest, 9 and 2. Everell's, <coughs> 5 and 8. Um, Ryan Madison and Regan Campbell-Gillard, the ins, the losses. Uh, Manor retired. Tepai Moirara went to rugby. Josh Hoffman, not there. And Manu Ma'u, that's a big loss, but they, they replaced him with Ryan Madison. So, gentlemen, is the hype legit for Parramatta? Well, it is for me, but I'm a little bit worried because they've been they've probably been my bogey team for mm. three or four years, Para. When I want to be against them, they turn up. When I want to be on them, they're no good. Um, but this year, I, I want to be on them. Um, you touch, was what was that Bank West record last year? Nine, nine and two, and let me get there for an. I mean, it's not just nine wins and two losses. Yeah, it's nine thumpings. Yeah. Well, most of those were, were thumpings. An average score twenty nine to thirteen. So an average winning margin of sixteen. Six of their nine wins there were by double digits. Mm. It's funny their attack at Bank West twenty nine a game. Everywhere else twenty. Their defence at Bankwest, 13 points a game. Their defence everywhere else, 27. 27. So there's, there's, a, there's, there's a soft underbelly to yeah, Parramatta. There's some, there there's some work was. to There's some work to do. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I want to be on them. Um, you look at their back line, it's, it's, it's arguably one of the strongest um, in the comp. They're, they're one through seven. I think there's still upside in, um, in Dylan Brown. We saw some glimpses of some, some real good stuff last year. I think he's got, still got upside in his game. If... Look, I, I like Mitchell Moses. You know, um, I was cheering him last year for the for the Dalian, but he's still a little bit of a concern for me. Um, he is either that sort of rocks or diamonds play. If I, and if I had to find another weakness, it, it might be in the depth department in the in the forwards. But everything I see, I, I know they they love Brad Arthur. They say a couple of years ago when they were, you know, everything was they were really down against. They kept on turning up, kept on winning games, and it's a really good sign they're playing for a mm. coach. That's certainly no concern for me. And the Bank West factor is huge. You know, I'm big on um, home advantage. And certainly as far as Sydney teams goes, Sydney teams go, um, they've probably got the biggest advantage. So I think they'll have a really good year. Top four very much in the mix. And if I had to, if I had to have a bet, I'd, I'd be putting my money on top four. How's the, before we get to your assessment, Joel, how's the money for Parramatta? Is it 
popular. Are they it, a popular yeah. team? Yeah, the the over under. It's a bit of a minor market for the for the masses. So I, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's been slaughtered. How but, do we land at twelve and a half though? Yeah, that's a low number. Yeah, it'll be. It's juice the over. So right. it's a, it is a, one win is a big jump in terms of of price. So um, I, I certainly think they'll they'll be going over that. Yeah, well, I just think of, you know, Regan Campbell-Gillard, who'd been playing injured. So he comes into the team. Madison comes into the team. Nathan Brown didn't play a full season no, last year. he is a gun, Nathan Brown. A- Dylan Brown. Dylan Brown's second year. Yeah. Like, like I, don't, I just don't understand how they don't go over. I'm with uh, with Sean. Uh, top fours to play. Yeah. I, I, I do I do also get a bit wary of the, the trap you're talking about, Dan. And Broncos were probably that team last year. We all fell in love with the Broncos this time last year and they, they were flopperoos. Well, my fear with Parra is, remember, it was about three years ago they had a decent season. And then the year after, it fell apart. Yeah. Compl- the weight of expectation. They were soft <clears throat> in the head. Are they going to be stronger mentally this year? Yeah, but that that team was so reliant on Semi Rad Radra. Mm. I, I just feel like the balance is there. Uh, Marnie, I said last time, this time last year, he'd be in the mix for Queensland. He'll play for Queensland this year. Are you with me? No. You know? <laughs> well, friend, if he's fit, he'll play for Queensland. They'll, they'll be winning games. He'll be flying. He's a great little player. Um, Who did you have last week? Oh, that's right. Uh, Cody Gallon is going to be a better <laughs> mate. He will. Uh, a better player than his dad. He will. A better player than his dad. Okay, fine. You know what? It'd be, it'd be a nice little story if we're, we're still doing that podcast in, uh, by the time he is doing that, oh, wouldn't yeah. it? Wouldn't that be a good yeah, time? Yeah, it'd be profitable. Um, yeah, so look, uh, I, they must have a good season. I, I will have a saver. Um, I've mentioned some try scorers, and I can't believe they're talking about not starting Coates. For the Broncos all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, I read that yesterday. That really hurts. I felt for you. Yeah. What? They announced the likely team and they said Coates. And then today on NRL.com there was an update that they're going to go with um, Jesse Arthurs apparently. Oh. (laughs) Can you believe that? Hang on, who announced this? So not the who. who, Well, that's NRL.com. Yeah, they'll be on the money. They'll be on the money. He he was training all week on that right edge. God's sake. Yeah. Yeah, that hurts. So anyway... I would have a saver. It's only short. He is the favourite. I want my money back. I'm going to show you all the bets based on your (laughs) tip, and I want my money back. He'll be right. He's crying poor already. (laughs) Not even round one. (laughs) Uh, I feel sad. uh, Jeez. Please do sincerity more sincerely. (laughs) Um, Can I present to you the case for halfway leader? Yep. 6.50, did you say? No, 5.50. Top New South Wales, 6.50. You you invest your time in the draw more than anyone. 100%. Halfway leader. This is their first 12 games. They have three matches against top eight teams from last year. Um, Manly at Brookie, Melbourne at Amy, and Brisbane in Darwin. Okay, Brisbane in Darwin. Um, do you want that game if you're a broadcaster, by the way? Mm. <laughs> I've got Townsville next week. I've got the stadium opening. Oh, have you? That's unbelievable. That isn't is that? unbelievable. So um, I'll go to. I'm happy to go to Darwin. Um, that's it. So they've got in the first twelve. They've got Canterbury twice. They've got North Queensland twice, who we don't know about. Mm. They've got the Warriors here. Oh, no, they've got the Warriors in Magic Ground. Anyway, it's a, it's basically the softest draw. But I'm going to present you the argument for leader after five rounds. Yep. Here's their first five. Count their wins with me, Joel. Yes. Canterbury at home. One. Gold Coast up there. Whoo. Danger. Oh, for God. One two. and a half. Two. Mate, t- thank you, Sean. <laughs> 
North Queensland in Townsville. I think will be a sellout, so be careful of that one. Danger. Dragons at Bankwest. Two. Two and a half. Three. <laughs> Three. Mate, it's Three. West Tigers, Easter Monday, Bankwest. Four. Yeah. Mm, not sure about that so one. So Sean's got him at four with North Queensland. The <clears throat> That's I can't talk you out of it. No, you $5.50. Make... $5. Mm. That's all I'm saying. $5.50. Yeah. Gamble responsibly. I've got some other leader after round five possibilities coming up as well. So we're all we're all pretty high on Paramount. Yes. I might start outsourcing the um the pricing of these these leader after round X markets because you you just put an enormous amount of time into it, don't you? Oh, you love it. Just you know, give it to him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I'll just give you the keys you, to the wheel. You, you can set you, the market. Oh, I'd love to do that. <laughs> yeah. Do I? Can I? I always wanted to because two years ago things weren't going so great um, with the Triple M. Oh, you're going to be an Uber driver. I was going to be an Uber driver. <laughs> and then I, th- you know what? I'd love to do. I'd love to set the markets. Now, do I have to do a course for that? No. So how do you set? How do you it's get gotta, that job? It's, it's not being as a, a, an actuary. You, or d- something. you need to come no, up with the percentages, the li- likely percentages. Let's not be silly and put us in the actuary sort of category. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's oh. our likelihoods and this and yeah. that. Okay. All right. So you're at the $5.50. You can come on work experience day later yeah. in the year. We can drag you along. Yeah. Nah, he ships out. He's a, he's a megastar. <laughs> yeah, he's fine now. Yeah, we're lucky to have him Uber, He's gone from Uber driver to, to just... Stardom. It's, the, it's a fickle business, Joel. Yeah, it? it's, it's a, a fickle very, very business. fickle business. Because uh, in a year's time, Sean, I might be an Uber driver, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but this is this is much more fun. Uh, all right, hundred bucks. Where are we putting it? Top four. And top four for Sean. A dollar sixty. It's a bit thin. Top yeah. four. Yeah. I'll just have mine on uh, Mike Acevo as a saver. Top try scorer. Uh, overall or for Para? Uh, I'll have actually I'll have fifty dollars on him top try score overall, mm-hmm. and fifty dollars on the over. What was it? Twelve and a half. Yeah. Okay. Free money. Uh, fifty bucks for me. Mitchell Moses top point scorer NRL. Yep. Eleven bucks. Okay. Because he does score tries. Yeah. And they're going to score a lot of points this year. And <laughs> fifty bucks on a Parramatta Manly Grand Final. Gal's tipping that as well. Is he? Yeah. At 51 bucks. <laughs> 50. You laugh now, Sean. Oh, you yes, man. That could happen. I was at a function the other day, and uh, I think it was Laurie Daly. He said, uh, Tom Trebojevic will win a premiership one day. And you sort of think, yeah, that's probably right. Should. He should, shouldn't he? Should. God, yeah. I hope his hammies stay good. Yeah. But he, he should. He should. He's that good. 260. Top four. Okay. Uh, all right. So we go now to... In fact, I'm going to change. <laughs> now, halfway leader. Bugger it. Halfway leader. I'll take Parramatta Manly out. I'll, I'll, I'll still bet on oh, it. Oh, come on. Penrith. Uh, had a draw last week with Parramatta in Bega. I, I think when you see a trial game where players don't have numbers on their jumper, probably don't take that game that seriously. <laughs> no, no. Like most trials. Uh, Premiership 21. They're about eighth or ninth in these markets. Premiership nine bucks. Make grand final 13. Minor Premiership 19. Top four's a bit juicy if you, if, you, if you believe in Penrith. This might be the one. $4.50 for the top four. $1.85 for the eight. $1.90 to miss. So that's really... Uh, Crossbar. Yeah. $23 least wins. $23 halfway leader. $13 to be top New South Wales team. The over-under is set at 11 and a half, which is about what they did 
last year. Now, remember last year was a horror season. Um, it started with all that off-field stuff with videos and so forth, and they never really recovered. 11 and 13 last year, they were 10th. They were 2 and 8 after 10 rounds. Then they won seven straight, so we thought, here they come, mm. and then they fell in a heap. Um, Kickout missed six games, by the way, last season. Mm. Uh, obviously, that's a quarter of the season. That's a huge out. Um, who are their ins and outs this year? Well, the big one, we think, Joel, Arpi Coruscant. Yep, uh, huge. Kurt Capel. Jeez, no one's talked about him. That's a good addition. Yeah. And Zane Tedavano. From the Roosters. Um, mm. Losses, Campbell Gillard, Siona Katoa. <coughs> Tim Grant, Sam McKendry, Wade Egan, Frank Winterstein, Harmo Sello, Tyrell, Fui Mayono. So um, you would say they've lost a lot of quality, a quantity, but mm. they've gained some quality. Yeah, look, I, I'm going to keep mine nice and simple. I really, really rate this Brian Tottle. So I mentioned to get on him at $67 for top try scorer. But to he play in round one? Yeah, he'll play, won't he? What, you think he won't? No, no. Yeah. I think he will. Um, Just because you say it, Joel, I don't believe it now. $3.30 for the Panthers' top try scorer. I think he's a clear-cut pick for that, isn't he? Mm. Naden gets them too, doesn't he? Gets he gets them too, Naden, yeah. No, you're right, Toto is... And the other winger is Mansour at mm. the... But this is a big year for Mansour. Yeah, huge year for him. Uh, Toto, that's me. Okay. Good bet. <clears throat> how do you have them going for the for the year though? I, 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 I don't know how to read them. They're yeah. in a too hard basket for me. You yeah. know what? If I had to pick, I'd say not make the eight. Mm. Yeah, I tend to agree. I mean, it's yeah. I'm very very neutral. I could I could easily sort of mount a case for them to to make the eight. I can't see them finishing top four. I, I think I want to see a fair bit of them before really having a strong opinion either way. Um, Maloney's got to be a huge out. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. Let me present you something. When Maloney and Cleary weren't together last year, so when it was just one of them, Penrith were five and zero. Cleary and Luai, Cleary seemed to have a good relationship with Luai. Maloney seemed to have a good relationship with Luai. Now, you remember there was always talk, oh, Maloney and Cleary don't mm. get on, and they'd always say, no, no, we get on fine, but were they a bit oil and water as yeah, a partnership yeah. uh, in terms of on-field dynamic? Yeah, um, maybe. But, so, but can I just say one thing, and I've, I've mentioned this before about Penrith. They have so many talented young players at their disposal, and I just wonder whether they miss a lot of the great defensive kids. So if you go through their defensive record... Um, you've got to go back to the early 90s when Gus was coaching mm. that their defensive column was fairly presentable. Otherwise, every year since, they're up around the 500, 460-plus mark, and you can't win comps when you're over the 460. So are they getting the best kids in attack who catch the eye at all these things? You imagine all those kids who just catch the eye and mm. get through the net. Do you know where I'm coming from? I know where you're coming from, but isn't Ivan Cleary's MO defence? When his teams do well, West Tigers, when they had a good year yeah. a couple of years ago, they were, they were, mate, they were scoring 10 and winning games. Mm. It was all based on defence. Can he, can he build a team that can actually defend? Well, they have to. Because they, Ivan Cleary teams don't score points, right? He's got some attacking weapons, but his teams, let me go through here. In the last few years, Ivan Cleary teams, 13th in attack last year, 15th the year before, 15th the year before, 16th in 2015. In attack. In attack. So they need to defend. Yep. Um, so uh, they used 33 players last year, an NRL high. You would imagine they'd use less. You'd mm. hope they'd lose 
uh, list this year. Nine players made their first grade debut last year, so it was a watershed. It was it was a it was a a, a rebuild, if you like. But the, if you I'm, go I'm through, a bit hotter on them than you, Joel. Oh, look! But you go I through think the last I, twenty years: six hundred, eight hundred, five hundred. It's it's four hundred and seventy-four. You know, like that's it's not great. Hmm. Yeah, as I said, I want to I want to see a fair bit of them before I have an opinion either way, which might be a bit soft and sitting mm. on the fence. But I, I I just don't I honestly don't know what to expect from this team. If I had to have a guess, I'd have them just missing the eight. Okay. Well, I, I go based on the rule that always two or three new teams enter the eight. Yep. Two or three. I've got them as one of my two or three in in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but again, but I'm I'm with you that it's. These are very hard markets because yeah. you're right on the border. Uh, so you've gone, Brian Tottler, was your bet. Um, what about you, Sean O? Uh, miss the eight, please. Miss the eight at a dollar. Uh, there's Sean, the courageous odds on. <laughs> uh, I've gone. I had Mitchell Moses, top point scorer. <laughs> I'm going Nathan Cleary, top point scorer for the NRL. You, Good old and stable. <laughs> Mate, he was 11 bucks. I may have had a little taste. He's moved down to nine. Hey, hey, I've found the one. Don't worry about that. I've found the one. I don't think we're covering the team today. But well, well, let's do it. Well, hang on. What team? Do you want, well, you'll know the player. Flanagan. Kyle Flanagan. I saw that. I, we've got $51, <laughs> 51 up. bucks. I know. I know. There you go. Flanagan, top point scorer. $51. 50 <laughs> do you know that he has a record in the Holden Cup? Of 360 points in a year. This kid, his whole career has been a points machine. Okay, well, that's the next got, podcast. Yes, okay. So there you go. Just in case the price goes, you've got it now. Okay. $51 with sports bet. Let's get to South. Uh, we had a good, I had a good look at them on Saturday night. They were, they were efficient. Um, good signs with their kids. Uh, but again, a trial win. What do you read into it? 11 bucks. Geez, about fourth or fifth in all these markets. They were, they were my, uh, prelim finalists again last year. They're making a habit of prelim finals. Eleven bucks for the comp, five fifty for the GF, ten bucks for the minor premiership. Top four, two dollars seventy five. That's not bad. Dollar fifty to make the eight, two fifty to miss. Least wins forty one dollars. Excuse me while I cleared my throat there. Uh, halfway leader nine. Top New South Wales six fifty. And the over-under is a bit low. It's a bit Parramatta-esque, 12.5. So that is the South Sydney story. Big gain, Latrell Mitchell. Bryson Goodwin could also be handy. Losses for South, big ones. Burgess Sam, Burgess George, Sutton, Britt, and uh, Greg Inglis obviously went early in the year. So... Interesting year for South Sydney, and they're a very different-looking mm. team to last year. I play uh, touch footy with... Remember the great man Brett Howland, the whippet? Oh, yeah. He was lightning, wasn't he, right? It's funny how things change. So he makes a break the other day. <laughs> We're playing against 40- and 50-year-olds, and he gets run down after about 10 metres, right? <laughs> but anyway, just as quick did he make the break, he ran up to me before the game, and he said, South Sydney, $2.50, did you say, top four? Yeah. It's a gift. It's free money. Yeah. I'm the other way. Yeah. I'm, I'm just shouldering arms... That ball's sailing onto the gloves of Gilchrist. I want nothing to do with them. I, I think they miss the eight. Bennett's getting older. That concerns me. Sam Burgess, that's a huge out. Yeah. Huge out. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. Um, no, I'm not I'm not with you there. I think they'll make the eight and probably pretty comfortably. But it's it's been the popular opinion that the the issue seems to be in the in the forwards for them this year. Uh one to seven is 
um, first class. Then you got Damien Cook, arguably the best hooker in the game at the moment. But I, I, I agree with the popular opinion that the, the forwards are going to be um, where their issues lie. But I think there's still enough there. I think they're going to go um, pretty deep again. And I do like the... Uh, I'm with the Whippet. Are you with the Whippet? I'm with the Whippet. Top four. For about 20 minutes on Saturday, mm. I thought, ah, Souths have found their replacement because they are short on middles. Patrick Margo, Tories Peck. Oh. So he's out for three months. Uh, they've got a kid, Keon Kalamatangi. Yeah, nice prospect, but I wouldn't expect mm. world-beating things from him this year. Uh, so you're looking at a forward pack of Tom Burgess and Totola in the front row. Damien Cook, obviously the hooker. Um, Cam Murray and Ethan Lowe as your second rowers and Liam Knight as your third. And that's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. <clears throat> then it's, I don't want to say fall away, but Jaden Sewer, Tom Amona, Mark Nichols, um, Bailey Surinan was good in the trial, but it's top heavy. Yeah, Sam, Sam's, the, Sam's the glaring um, omission from this team. But, I mean, he missed a lot of footy last year, didn't he? Um, so I think I think they're in a position to handle it. They're clearly worse off without him, but um, not that much worse off. And there's enough class, Reynolds class, Cook class. I think you know Mitchell could be anything really at fullback. Mm, it's, he's he's unsighted, so we're we're siding with his natural ability. But he could be anything. Um, there's still plenty of upside I think, in this team. All right, so. Uh where are we putting our hundred bucks, Joel? Uh, are you just putting it straight on no, the, no, the eight? No, fifty to miss and uh, fifty top team try scorer Latrell. Mate, you've <laughs> been looking at my notes again. Well, I just think, what is he five fifty or something like 550? that? Five fifty. Yeah, mate, he scored nineteen in twenty games last year for the Roosters. <laughs> well, he's probably aver- he's probably averaged about sixteen in the last four years. So. Campbell Graham, what did he score, 14 or 15 last year? So, mate, I'm, I'm Latrell. What are the odds that you and I, all these bets that we've had together, none of them are going to get up? <laughs> yeah, massive odds. We've, we've, we've just, we've just absolutely <laughs> kiboshed all of them. Yeah. Uh, and that was me, 100 bucks at uh, Latrell at $5. Gives me comfort when you two align. I, I do like it. I do like it. <laughs> well, go on, Smarty Pants. What are you going with? He's going well, yeah, I've looked, for a, I've looked for an odds on shot that you can pop me for, but um, uh, top four, okay. please. Daniel, read him like a book. <laughs> Not a fun bet to have. Now, if you get it up at two seventy five, great. Yeah. Mm. But doesn't leave you much room for error, does it? Nah. The, the top four bet. But all right, there you go. Two dollars seventy five. I think that just wraps about uh, just about wraps uh, yep. wraps us up. Yes. As I put my teeth back in. <laughs> right. All right. We got the last three coming up. Uh, last, who we got coming up? Roosters, Roosters Tigers. Oh, what, get ready for! I'll oh. bring the tissues, everyone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Joel leave. is going to have a love fest. They're sold out. Quick, go and buy them. <laughs> um, and Dragons, Dragons, right. That's next. Gamble responsibly.